when creating your own company, you realize that you're building the mold. You're the one in the driver's seat going, oh, we need to do this, or oh, you know what, this isn't working for us, let's pivot to that. You know, you're really in control. And that's been so exciting for me because I've been in that mold for so long with other brands. Hey, what's going on? I'm Benjamin Gottlieb, and you are listening to this special episode of Shopify Masters, your companion for starting and building a business. If you are a fan of snowboarding, you're a fan of Sean White. Five-time Olympian, three Olympic gold medals, 15 golds in the X Games, which of course is an all-time record. I could go on and on. But as any elite athlete can tell you, life after sports can be just as challenging. You're sitting with this intense competitive drive that brought you so much success. Where do you channel it? Well, for Sean, part of that answer has been his company, Whitespace. It's an active lifestyle brand that sells gear and apparel for both on and off the mountain. Sean is my guest today, and he's here to tell you why he's turned to Shopify to scale his business. Sean, what a treat. Thanks for doing this, man. Of course. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You know, as much as I'd like to talk about all your favorite lines at Mammoth or Bear Mountain, yeah. I guess we got to start with this idea of change, right? You mm -hmm. had a big change in your life recently, retiring oh, yeah. from professional sports, something you dedicated your entire life to, mm -hmm. and then you turned to entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, for me, uh, it just felt like the natural sort of progression. During my career, you know, on the slope competitively, like while I was competing, it just came with the territory that through success, different brands that I worked with wanted to have like signature products. So it's like, oh, we should have a Sean White pro model snowboard and a Sean White goggle and a, Sean, you know, these products started coming my way, which was fun. Cause then I got to, you know, sit and like test the different items and, and make changes. And then, um, you know, I think later on in my career, I even got involved in the marketing side. Well, like, how is this item going to be now portrayed to the consumer, all these different things. And what I was getting was a crash course in how to build my own brand. Which was so fun to realize later on. I'm like, wow, I kind of built this skill set over these years and now I can apply it to something that I'm doing. But I always felt like my job as an athlete when joining a company was was interesting. It was always, it always felt like it was my job to best fit the mold that they've created, but still be myself. You know what I mean? So, so it was limiting in a way is what you're saying. Yeah. You know, they have their logo, they have their slogan. These are the colors we use. This is how the products view. This is, this is what we do. This is us. And you go, okay, that's cool. So how do I fit that, but still try to be me in a way? Because, you know, most people that were fans of mine or are fans of mine, um, you know, see me in a certain way and they're like, oh, okay, he's just kind of jumped ship and is now doing this thing over here, which doesn't align with everything else we see. So not only for myself, but for the brand, they would want me to have my, my spin on it. And then when creating your own company, you realize that, you know, you're building the mold. You're the one in the driver's seat going, oh, we need to do this, or, oh, you know what, this isn't working for us, let's pivot to that. You know, you're really in control. And that's been so exciting for me just because I've been in that mold for so long uh, with other brands. So it was something that, that kind of naturally came my way. And I, I've written for other companies, you know, like I mentioned, my whole career. So to be able to, um, 
you know, part ways was a little intimidating. You know, it is nice to just kind of live in that safety net of being with the brand that you know. Um, but for me, it just felt like this was time. And then I actually didn't realize this this last Olympics would be my last Olympics. I'm definitely the guy that was right. like, I got four more in me. <laughs> They're like, I don't know, uh, maybe. Um, but yeah, and, and the hope is that this is something that lives on much further than my competitive career. Absolutely. And you've had partnerships with so many brands, Burton, mm-hmm. Oakley, I could go on with yeah, that list. Course. But I think it, it is really interesting because even though very few people in this world have had an experience like yours in athletics, this experience of starting a business is somewhat similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know these products so intimately because you were using them for work, mm-hmm. literally, mm-hmm. every single day. So back to this idea of starting your own business, how did you determine what products to start with and what to build? No, it's good. I mean, I think when looking at the brand, a lot of consideration went into what's the initial offering? What do we want to do? And the nice part about the brand is we're not exactly creating things out of thin air. Um, You know, we're using my life and my sort of, um, you know, years in the sport as a template for like, well, if I wouldn't use it or I'm not into it, why would we put it into the brand? So when looking at it, I was like, okay, let's do the quality over quantity sort of thing. We could have splashed the market with a bunch of different snowboards, but I'm like, well, what do I use and what do we really want to pinpoint? I was like, okay, perfect. I need something that I perform on. This is my competition board. This is for your advanced rider. The 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 rails are thinner. You can make your turns better. It's a little stiffer uh, core. This is powder so, board. Yeah, right. then you got your powder board. That's for the kind of all mountain sort of riding. I hesitate to call it a powder board because I can ride <laughs> it switch. You can kind of, some, some don't oh, okay. allow that. This is like really, you know, that perfect powder board that I want. They're perfect kind of all mountain board. And then I have something a little softer. Um, I usually ride it a little bit shorter um, in length and I ride that in the park. So it's like, perfect. We'll have these three boards and we'll just like, you know, really hit home with those. And then when looking at the line to do the outerwear, it was like, oh, well, exactly that. Like, I want this specific jacket. It's called the performance jacket. And it's like, this is what I compete in. I need something lightweight that keeps the water out, keeps the wind out, and something I can kind of drop a layer and be comfortable in it because I don't want to be cumbersome while I'm riding. And and then we went to like, okay, the cargo jacket, that's that mid-weight jacket that's like perfect for these kind of conditions. And so everything that's kind of, you know, geared around what I would need and what I would use on the mountain, um, competition or not. And then when thinking about the company in general, I was like, well, man, I'm in New York right now. I'm in Tokyo. I'm in these places, but I'm also then up at the mountains and there's only so much stuff I can pack with me. I'm like, I need to make items that I could probably wear around the city and not look odd that I'm like, why is he wearing a full-on ski jacket and the, you know, <laughs> into this restaurant? City, yeah, right? like I look like I'm going to compete. <laughs> yeah, I need something that like, you know, crosses that bridge of fashion and function. Um, so I think we did a really good job there kind of making these items. Like we had a... a kind of thermal underlayer that I wore on the mountain. And then I was in New York and I wore it under a suit to receive an award that night. And it was totally, no one said anything. No one's like, is that his thermal layer? <laughs> you know what I mean? like, he's like, it he's just, like, no, that's legit. Yeah. No, it, it works. And that's the way we kind of designed it. And when I say we, I, you know, my brother's amazing guy. He's been in my corner for a long, long time. And when I was being offered those products we mentioned earlier, you know, the goggles, the gloves, the helmets, the boards, all those things, he was the one I turned to because it's my older brother. I was like, 
what do I do? Give me advice. How do you help me? Like, uh, and he'd just be weighing in on it all the time. And then I'm like, why don't you just design it? And so he then became my kind of in-house sort of family member designer, uh, one-man design team. And he was in my corner creating all these lines with me. Um, and we had a lot of success. And we actually parted ways at one point. Um, you know, life just takes you different directions. And he wanted oh, to do something different. And I was like, okay. And um, and we came back together to do the brand white space. So it's been this amazing sort of like you know, the old things are clicking, everything's coming back together. And, and, um, you know, having, having him in my corner again, has just been so fun and so rewarding, uh, especially at this stage in my career as well. And by the way, for folks who are listening, if you want to check out some of the products that Sean is talking about, head over to whitespacesnow.com, mm -hmm. all sorts of things from snowboards, goggles, men and women's apparel. It's all there on the site. And Sean, by the way, you've got one of those boards in the background right there. I got to yeah, ask, which board go. is that? The white one? This is the SW Pro. So this is like the really performance-driven one, That, um, which is a funny story about this because, you know, I didn't necessarily know I wanted to do the line right away. I had hopes and aspirations to do it, but I was like, ah, you know, I could do this, do that. I'm really weighing my my options. And um, in between uh, sponsors, they changed the uh, rules around what wax you can use on the mountain. So certain oh, okay. types of wax were kind of, uh, and should be, they were banned because it's not environmentally sort of safe. You okay, know, the, 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 the wax gets into the snow, the snow melts into the water. It is just a whole thing. And so thankfully they changed it, but everybody had to switch what type of materials they're using on the bottom of their boards because the new wax wasn't really compatible with the old materials. And so everybody was in a rush to get these boards made uh, at, a, at a factory in Switzerland. And like, I'm one of everybody calling in to get these new boards made. And so through them, I'm like dialing this in. I'm like, hey, I want the edges like this. I want the nose this shape. I want the flex. And yeah, we, we had different things coming through. And little did I know that that would be this board you see behind me. I was like, oh, this is perfect. We can start this company off with like this thing that I just dialed in to be the board I rode at the Olympics, um, which is really fun. It's really fun. And of course, it makes perfect sense for you to have a company like this. But I want to take a turn a little bit to the folks that are listening because mm -hmm. we have a lot of people at home or wherever they are listening to this episode right now who are like, I have the greatest idea. I'm an expert in X, Y, and Z. Uh, but it's a little bit scary to take mm -hmm. a leap of faith and to jump into something that maybe you haven't done before, which is run and manage and market your own business. Mm -hmm. If I could, do you have any advice for someone who's sitting on that precipice? Maybe if I could use a skiing pun, looking <laughs> over the top of that cornice yeah. down that run and like, should I drop in or not? I'm pretty gut driven. It's like, what's your gut telling you? And, and what are the goals and what are the sort of things that you need to hit along the way? You know, are you looking down that run and it's just all cliffs and there's only one tiny way to make it to the bottom or are there are a couple options. Do you see the full run or do you just see part of it? You know, for me, even in my competitive career, I had the vision of the entire season in my head. I got to do this contest, then to this one. And by the time I get to there, I'll be the, you know, everything in a big picture and then I would break it down into these little kind of bite-sized achievable things and then make my way through it but I think that's that's really it it's like having that plan and knowing you know is there people around you that can support you to do that so I'd love to sit here and say that you know I'm hanging my hat doing everything I'm not I, I'm not and I, I can't 
I know what I'm good at. I test the products. You know what I mean? I, I can firsthand give you the best board out there because that's what I needed to you know, deliver the performance that, is, that I've had over the years. And so, and, and I know that I can weigh in on the marketing and the visuals and all those things, but I need to rely on other people. So like I said, my brother's in my corner doing those things. I have another friend right. of mine that's doing the kind of behind the scenes, making sure the shipping's going where it needs to be. And, but I would say, you know, really dig down deep and, and, and kind of feel what is your gut telling you. And if this is something that's been going over and over and over, man, you have to take that leap of faith. It's like, you know, People say, it's probably a coin phrase all the time, but you can fail at something that you really don't like doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and and to take a chance on something and do something that you've always wanted to do and you will enjoy doing and it's firing you up. I remember I called my friend, his name's Miles. We used to be, <laughs> we used to just be little buddies that, that met at a snowboard contest when I was about eight years old and he's running the behind the scenes for me. Um, but the, oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Awesome. I, I, the company's not like what you would think. I, I think a lot of people would assume that there's like this huge financial backer and there's this big giant marketing team and all this stuff. No, it's like three or four of us and we're just scrappy. We're getting it done. Um, it's finding what people are good at and being able to help them achieve those goals. Just like I know I'm good at this part of it. We need the other people to fill in those spaces. Um, and you can't, you can't really do it alone. I mean, it depends on what your business is and what you're trying to push forward. But, you know, having that, that sounding board of people around you is really, really helpful. So in other words, understanding what you're really an expert in, but then finding the right partners or mm-hmm. coworkers or employees who can kind of fill some of those other spots, which really brings me to my next question. Mm-hmm. Because as I mentioned, this program is for aspiring entrepreneurs. And a question that we get a lot is how you determine who you should partner with. Mm-hmm. One of your partners for Whitespace is Backcountry. Yeah. How did you decide they were the right team to work with? No, it's a great question. Um, For me, when I was sitting there thinking about starting the brand, looking down that, (laughs) what'd you say, the the face of the mountain there, the top, yeah, yeah, the the cornice, and you're like, okay, here we go. (laughs) You know, I realized, I'm like, wow, what can I really do right now? What's my bandwidth, you know? And if we're going to be doing, um, obviously, I was heading into the Olympics to compete in China. And so I'm thinking, wow. I know I want to dial in the boards and we can do that. We can handle that on our own. But when it came to the outerwear, the underlayer, all these extra items, I'm like, backcountry just made the most sense because they're tried and tested in the industry. They have the respect, but they also have that customer service, right? So they have what they call oh, yeah. ge- gearheads where you can call up and I've used them. I'm like, what What bicycle helmet do I, you know, I call them up for anything, things that have don't have anything to do with snowboarding, but you can call them and get, an expert to tell you what you're looking for and steer you in the right direction. I mean, I think going into a shop and and buying a board, something like that, you're, you're meeting somebody, you know, in real life and that really helps you. This is the same exact thing, but online. But that was a big question. I'm like, who's picking up the phone when there's an issue? Who's picking up the phone when, you know, somebody has a question or something's gone wrong or something, you know, and it was so important to work with them. And the team's been amazing, obviously, you know, using their manufacturing, using their distribution, using their, you know, email blast to get the word out there. I mean, of course I can, I can, do some crazy tricks and do some things and talk about it, use my social media, but that only goes so far. You really need 
um, to get that awareness out there and to build that sort of um, groundswell. So I think that they were kind of like a no-brainer for us. And it allowed us to spend all of our time doing one thing really great, which was the boards, than to do a lot of things okay. It's funny to hear you say, I can do some crazy tricks because you've done stuff that people had never seen before. So you're kind of underselling, being a little humble about that, yeah. I think, Sean. But, but it's interesting to hear you talk about what you were looking for for a partner. And mm-hmm. for folks that are listening, that's the same exact thing you should be looking for, right? Um, if you're using a service or a product mm-hmm. and it's something that resonates with you, there's a good chance it'll resonate with your customers. Mm-hmm. Speaking of partnerships, Sean, you've also got a partnership with us coming out today. Yes. This is a limited edition release on the Shopify store, custom beanies. Tell us about that, if you don't mind. There's a couple things that happened when this came about, which I'm so thrilled about the partnership because, again, looking down the face of the mountain, I was like, wow, well, you know, Shopify, you have some of the biggest brands in the world using the platform. I'm like, we want to be competitive. We want to be in the same space as these others. And, And it was just like that next jump for us, you know, but the funny part is, is that the founder of Shopify actually started with the snowboard brand. He wanted to start a snowboard brand and sell snowboards and was like, gosh, there's nothing that really helps. And then built the platform to sell the boards and realized that the platform was actually quite valuable (laughs) and something that people would need maybe more than the boards. But I just love the kind of ripple effect that the action sports industry and snowboarding and specifically has with people. And, And I just loved that about their origin story and our origin story. And so the beanies have a little kind of Shopify and white space logo. And I was like, oh, this is so cool to kind of bring it back and do something, um, you know, where it all started. Where it all started. Toby's story, of course, is integral to what we're doing here at Shopify. And by the way, if you're interested in some of the products, again, these are limited edition. So head over quickly to Mm shopify.supply. My guest today, Sean White five-time Olympian, three-time Olympic gold medalist. Before we continue with the program, I'd like to take a quick moment and thank you, our listeners, for joining us today on the show. Shopify Masters is your companion for starting and building a business, but we're also building something else, a community of entrepreneurs. So please, if you can, leave us a review with your feedback on today's episode and make sure to follow or subscribe to the show wherever you're listening. And thanks so much. Back here with Sean White. Sean, you could run a brand on any platform that you choose, Mm -hmm. but you picked Shopify a couple years ago. Yeah. Why? No, I mean, obviously some of the most, you know, amazing brands in the world use Shopify. So we wanted to be competitive and and be, you know, in the same ballpark and professionalism that they were. But I think for me, it was the ability to convert viewers into sales. So actually getting people to the site and having that amazing experience and then jumping and actually buying something and supporting the brand. Um, And to see just, uh, it's hard to talk about because I'm somewhat... uh, obviously a, a perfectionist but you know sure. what we had going to what we have now is just night and day difference and not only am I more proud of the brand and more hyped to send people there but the response has been amazing and when people go on you can actually view and see everything and it's less clicks and it's just straight to the point and you're you're getting the message across and it's clean it's it's just awesome
you know, the decision was was not a hard one to make, but we're so thrilled with what we've been able to build. And by the way, if you want to check out some of the gear, you can head over to whitespacesnow.com. It's all right there. It looks very chic. You mentioned something that's really interesting, which was how things looked a couple of years ago to how they look now. I know you're a perfectionist, yeah. but can you recall some of the pain points you had and where Shopify was able to kind of alleviate some of those? I think for us, it was a point where anytime we wanted to add something new, it was like pulling teeth. Every time like, ah, oh, let's switch this image out or let's click the link and that'll bring you to this page that shows, you know, these color options. And they're like, well, in order to do that, we got to reconfigure the entire thing. It was just everything had an extra step or some type of headache in it. And it really kind of capped our creativity and our ability to show what we wanted to show. And so when we made the switch and revamped the site, it just everything just got a lot easier. So now when I'm like, oh, I just shot this cool clip, I want to put that as this, or I want, you know, when you scroll over the jacket, this happens, like it just got a lot easier. And that's the cool part about it. And everything's so fast paced right now in the world with social media, all these things, I can go shoot something, have this amazing content and put it onto the site and, you know, get sales from it because people are excited and want to see what we're doing and what's different. And we're not limited by, um, you know, our tag. Yeah, you don't have to go to like a big time developer. It doesn't take days or weeks to put something up. You can literally do it yourself is what it sounds like you're saying. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I want to go back a little bit to what you said about filming some cool content and then posting it or using it for marketing. Mm -hmm. For folks that are looking to sell products online, this is a major pain point. What do I post? Mm -hmm. How do I collect it? Um, obviously because of the nature of your experience, your professional experience in this craft, yeah. you go out and shoot something snowboarding and you know, you know exactly what you're looking for. Of course. But I'm curious when you want to put something on your site or you want to film some content related to white space, mm-hmm. are there things that you're particularly keying in on that you want to hit before you go out and do that? Yeah, I think obviously getting the product clear and, <laughs> you know, having all that just displayed nicely. But I think the story behind the product is the one that we like to hit home. It's like, well, why? And what's different about this than anything else? Like, I just had a whole story about the board behind me, how I developed this, I competed on it. And this board is what you're getting at the store. That's what I ride. It's not a version that's souped up for me and we kind of like mellow it out for the consumer. Like, no, this is exactly what I use and you're getting. And I think there's something special there to tell that story. So whatever it is, whatever product that you're talking about or using, it's like, well, how will this change the experience of the consumer? You know that if you're going to get this board, this is something that I've literally written myself and you know that that it's going to perform the way you want it to this is something that's been tried and tested and approved and so to get that message across is really important and if we have like i don't know something that's like a limited drop you know um there are things coming out i can't say them right now i wish i could but we have a few on, Sean, like, sort of, i know i know <laughs> but stay tuned well that, this will be a good tease to keep people coming to the site you know that those things they happen kind of on the fly and to be able to turn around and get it on the site quickly and tell that story. I mean, that's the most important part. I feel like that's what I really focus on every time I go 
either, you know, shoot something or that. Yeah, obviously you can show a really cool trick and that's great. People would just go, oh, well, he's Sean. He can do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but like, what's the story behind it? And why is the board special? And, and how did that board allow you to do what you're doing? That's the real meat of the story. And it's tough, right? Because not just with your products, but for any products, where you're positioned, you're challenging some big names in the industry, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a not anywhere close to an avid snowboarder skier yeah, yeah, like yeah. you, but I ride a lot. And for me to go out and pick something that's not one of the bigger brands is a tough decision. Oh yeah, right. Like yeah, no, like I, you know, I'm riding Atomics right now. If I'm going to go ride something else, like and it's a smaller brand. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean that that could be my budget for the whole year for new sticks. I don't know if yeah. it's going to be good or not. So you've got to really do your due diligence, convincing that customer D to C, like, hey, no, look at this instead of yeah. instead of Burton, for example. Right? No, I'm so glad you said that because that's something that we currently is a big thing for us. Honestly, I, I and I I have to put myself in the shoes of the consumer. I mean, obviously, I was sponsored when I was really young, and I lucky enough to join an amazing brand, and I was given boards my whole career. But when you're sitting there going, wow. If you look at what people do, a lot of people hold on to their boards. It's like a guitar or something. Like, why would I get rid of this? I do love that about snowboarding, though. There's there's a bit of a hoarderness to it. People people hold on to that gear. I was riding my head skis for 18 years until yeah. I gave them up. Exactly, exactly. exactly and yeah. you, did you just put them in the garage? You didn't sell them, right? I They're mean, still in the garage. My wife's like, where, where are they going? People don't just get rid of it. it is, <laughs> they just put it in the corner and they got the next thing. But yeah, you're committing to something that's you know, hey, this is multiple seasons. It's a big spend. It's not just like I'm going to buy another sweatshirt later when it gets cold. Um, you know, it's a big deal. So that's why, you know, the story we mentioned earlier and and really kind of gaining the trust of the consumer and and really putting, you know, myself in that situation of like, okay, well, how do I get that across? How do I show that we are a tried and tested brand and we can hold up to these big brands. And, um, and a lot of that is our customer service. A lot of that is the story we're telling. And obviously myself being out there performing these tricks and doing the runs and, and getting the word out. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing to look at when you really kind of look at the, the snowboard space and, and what's happening in that industry. It certainly is. Couple more questions, Sean. You mentioned earlier this process you had to go through when finding the right production partners, right? I mean, this is tough. You can have a great idea. Mm -hmm. You can have the right marketing, but then you got to make the stuff, right? So when it comes to picking the person who's going to produce your equipment, Mm -hmm. what were some of the most important decisions you made and how did you find that right production partner? No, it's a great question. I mean, for... For me, I knew there were certain places that have the best materials. And I mean, not only is it about finding the right partner and who's going to make it in a quality type of way, but also who's going to make it on time. Because a big thing is is not only getting what you want made, but to get it to where you need it to go on time and in at least the least costly way. Yeah, most of us might only have a week of skiing or snowboarding a year. So you got to have that new board there, right? Of course. And if wholesale's coming at this date and you're missing the mark, you're, hey, that's it. Sorry, this was the budget we had to spend on boards. And like, we, you know, and so you definitely want to have someone that you trust. Um, I think I called around and I asked for where other boards were being made. I was asking for prices. I was testing the, the boards. So I'd be like, hey, why don't you send me what you have that's closest to what I'd be riding? I gave him my specs. And then I got sample boards. I mean, I really dug deep in this one because I wanted to make sure um, it's the staple of our line. 
and it's what I'm all about. My name's on the product. I was like, we got to nailed this part of it. <laughs> this would be bad if we don't. So I, I'm very the proud to say. board's no good, right? Yeah, I'm very proud to say that the boards are excellent. Um, and so, so yeah, we actually switched factories at one point because, and this is actually really fun because you mentioned when we started this interview that um, switching gears, you don't really get to use that part of your brain anymore, that competitiveness and the company yeah. really gives me that. So we had these incredible boards that we were you know, producing. And I was like, I know these can be better. They're excellent. And I'm proud to have my name on them, but I know they can be better. And we switched factories and it's just been a dream. We got the better boards. We got the better graphics, all the materials we're looking for, the turnaround time. And like I said about the Shopify platform, you know, that turnaround to have an idea and call them up and go, Hey, we want to, we want to do this. Send me a test board or, Hey, I'd like to sign this new athlete. Here's their specs. Turn me around a board that they can test out and and enjoy and make changes and and revisions. So there's a lot of different things that come into play when you need a, a good manufacturing partner. But yeah, it's been a it's been a process, but it's it's been good. I'm glad you brought up this idea of other athletes mm-hmm. and other content creators because you look at your site and there obviously are photos of you wearing mm-hmm. the gear, right? But you have also tapped into other people in this space who Mm -hmm. are riding or who are wearing some of this equipment. How are you choosing who to team up with now that you have your own company and the roles are reversed, right? Brands used to come after you. Now you're doing the opposite. How do you pick who you team up with to market your products? Obviously, having my name within the sport is great. I don't think we wanted to come out and just sign the top writers and go, oh, cool. Now that we have the top guys, we're going to sell stuff. It just doesn't really, I didn't see it really working that way. And we already had my name within the sport. And I was like, let's get these kind of like hometown heroes. You know, I don't really want to call them that because they're bigger than that. But, you know, there's an amazing uh, writer. He goes by Shred Mamba. Um, and Shred Mamba. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. He He rides Big Bear. Uh, you, you mentioned okay, your, nice. you also home hometown there, uh, home mountain Yeah, I, I, I grew up going to Big Bear and Mammoth, and those are my spots. But yeah, oh, yeah. Shred Mamba. Okay. He's the man. So, you know, incredible writer, incredible personality. You need the skills to match that personality and sort of, you know, start, start with individuals like that that kind of carry the weight within their communities that people look up to on that sort of grassroots level. And then you kind of step your way up into kind of where, uh, <laughs> for better or worse, I've been the I've been the face of the sport for so long, as long as I can can remember from having success at the Olympics and these major events. No doubt, you know, getting getting those sort of like hometown heroes and those people that sign on to the brand, where people went like, I was on the fence, but. I mean, if my guy's running it, okay, you know what I mean? And and, it, and it's cool. And, and for me to be able to kind of get behind these athletes and guide and push their career in the directions that were great for me and to help them avoid some of the potholes along the road would, would just be amazing. And so that's kind of like where I've been looking at, um, you know, the talent that we'd like to sign. And then there's some really young um, riders that, you, you know, you realize when I was signed by Burton Snowboards, I was seven years old. 
That's crazy. Seven, man. It's crazy. Right. I know. So for us to get some young, talented riders that kind of like start on our gear and become the next thing where we have that origin story of like, yeah, I can't believe it. I got on this program and Sean was in my corner. It's like those kind of stories I, I mentioned earlier. It's all the storytelling behind why and to be sort of that force and backbone for someone else where I will admit selfishly for a long time, it was about me, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's an individual sport snowboarding and, you know, well, has to. this is my career. This is what I want to do. And it's very self-motivated and driven. And now to kind of turn the stone over and see that um, I'm now on this side of the fence, helping others and doing these things. It's just been really, really fun. Um, but yeah, that's how I really look at the the athletes that we're signing. And, and to be frank, like I can't, I can't be on the snow 24 seven. You know what I mean? We need people on the products, riding, creating content stuff for us to push out. And we're just out there building our community, which is really cool. Sounds like you've got plans for your brand to be around for a long time, but I've got to ask, looking ahead to next year, mm -hmm. is there anything that you can tell us that you're planning for white space in 2024? I would say probably around Christmas time would be that big drop that I'm talking about. Something very exciting with another very, very prestigious brand in the winter space. And it's something that I couldn't do if I were on a traditional sort of sponsorship agreement with another brand. This brand is kind of like a competitor to us, but not really. I can't name it fully right now, but the coolest part is, is that, you know, knowing what I know about our business, I see that they're different customers. They're a much higher price point than we are. They're doing different things, but to come together and do a collaboration, um, it, it's so exciting. I think it elevates our brand. It shows that major brands would be willing to work with us and shows the customer that <laughs> we're being backed by other major companies. And I think these are things that I don't feel like I really could do in my career up until this point. So I'd say stay tuned around the holiday season here. We're going to have some exciting news and I'm thrilled to just go ride, honestly, <laughs> oh, nice. which is so fun to say at this point in my career. What's on, ta what's on tap this winter? Well, man, uh, I've been to so many resorts and I only know how to get to the half pipe. There's only one oh, run right. that I have to, you know what I mean? I just know how to get to the half pipe or the jumps, whatever. And so I'm like, yeah. I get to go back to all the resorts and like ride all the runs, you know, like see the whole mountain, like enjoy the lodge, go to the thing, no pressure. Like that sort of back to the beginning of when I started boarding. So I'm, I'm thrilled about that. And like I mentioned earlier, like I visualize the entire season. I'm hoping by mid to end of the season that I have this, this, picture I keep seeing in my head where I'm riding down the mountain and I look up and at the chairlift because the base of our board, we have this signature white stripe or white space on our board. And there's so many brands out there that, you know, haven't really found their thing. And for us, I was like, let's just keep the base graphics the same. It's something recognizable from the season before. I think people start seeing these stripes and go, what is that? I keep seeing them everywhere, that brand recognition. Um, and so... I'm, 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 I got this visual in my head that I'm going to be riding down the mountain, look up at the chairlift and just see white stripes all over the chair so, <laughs> of people riding up the lift. So I, I'm hoping that my vision matches reality and, you know, we can have some fun on the slopes. Well, it's an awesome goal. Sean White is my guest today. And Sean, I got to say, thank you so much for, for doing this. Of course. Thanks for having me. This is awesome.
You're so welcome. That's Sean White, five-time Olympian and the founder of Whitespace. Shopify Masters is produced by Gogo Zoger and Megan Coyle, mixed and mastered by Matt Schwartz and Miku Betlam. Shwang Esther Shan is our host, and I'm Benjamin Gottlieb. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, you can tune in again right here every Tuesday and Thursday for a brand new episode. And if you do, please do us a favor and subscribe to the program. We'll catch you next time on Shopify Masters.